Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. As recently as a few years ago, Americans only ate about one-third of the recommended amount of seafood per week. But industry insiders say that this is changing with more consumers reaching for fish and shellfish more often and in larger amounts. But, they add, shoppers aren't reaching for just any seafood. They want sustainably sourced seafood that is not only good for them, but also the environment. According to a consumer survey conducted last summer by ingredient supplier Cargill, seafood is a higher demand with 82% of Americans adding it to their lunch and dinner plates and 72% recognizing that seafood is important for health and nutrition. This suggests that recent efforts by FDA, USDA, and other stakeholders to convince more Americans, especially women and children, to eat at least two servings of seafood per week as recommended by the 2015 Dietary Guidelines for Americans could be working. But as consumers make this shift, Cargo reports They want to ensure that what they eat doesn't harm the environment or the people and communities that catch and raise the fish. And to show just how serious they are, Cargill adds that 88% of the 1,000 Americans it surveyed said they're willing to pay more for seafood that is certified sustainably and responsibly sourced. Cargill, which makes sustainable aqua nutrition supplies for producers, isn't the only one betting big on the rise of sustainable seafood. Nearly two-thirds of the 700 professional chefs and members of the American Culinary Federation, surveyed by the National Restaurant Association, also predicted that in 2018, sustainable seafood would be hot. One company that's taking an innovative approach to providing more sustainable seafood is Blue Circle Foods, which aims to, quote, transform fishing for good by supplying seafood that is good for people, good for the planet, and great for your taste buds, unquote. To meet this ambitious mission, David Pilot, the Vice President of Product Development at Blue Circle Foods, explains that the company uses some unique strategies to produce farmed fish more efficiently and to protect the environment as well as fishers when catching wild seafood. Looking first at the company's approach to farming fish, Pilot is quick to acknowledge that aquaculture historically has had a bad rap, and that's partly related to the traditional way farmed fish were fed. But he says Blue Circle Foods has created a sustainable and efficient feed for its farmed fish. Instead of using whole wild fish, the company uses a feed it helps create called In the Blue, which blends oil from herring, cod, capelin, and mackerel trimmings with algae. Pilot explains this allowed the company to reduce its, quote, fish-in, fish-out ratio. Well, aquaculture, um, you know, has had a bad rap in, in the past, and it, it, is, uh, it is changing over time. Uh, one of the challenges in aquaculture is making, uh, is making sure that what you're pulling out of the ocean isn't, uh, so much more than what you're creating. So, in other words, we worked with uh, Biomar and Whole Foods Market to create In the Blue uh, feed, and what that does is it allows us to create in at our Norway site 
uh, seafood that there's less protein going into that fish than what's coming out. So in other words, we're pulling less out of the ocean than what we're creating. So they call that a fish-in, fish-out ratio, and it means that we're at better than one-to-one. One. Uh, we're closer to uh, 0.75 to one. So for every 0.75 pounds we're pulling out of the ocean, we're creating a pound of, uh, of food. And that's pretty amazing. It, it, we haven't seen that done um, in actually in any other places in the uh, in the salmon world. So that's uh, that's something impressive. Uh, again, usually uh, salmon farms are, are going to be closer to one and a half or one and a quarter to to one, and we've actually uh, flipped that on its uh, on its side. Well, having a, a higher fish-in-to-fish-out ratio may seem like a fast way to lose money rather than make it. Pilot explains that companies with less efficient ratios still make money because the fish they use as feed is lower quality and the fish they are producing, which sells at a higher cost per pound. But just because this makes business sense doesn't mean it makes environmental sense. Blue Circle Foods in the Blue Feed also is notable because it uses trimmings from human-grade fish that otherwise would be used for non-food purposes, such as creating fertilizer, or wasted. And as industry is quickly learning, food waste has become a huge turnoff for consumers and should be avoided if possible. Another innovative way that Blue Circle Foods is farming seafood sustainably is by using lump suckers as a natural remedy to protect against parasites and sea lice. This uh, wonderful small fish. <laughs> well, they're actually really cute, and you can put them in a uh, in a salmon uh, net pen. And if you have uh, not even a sea lice issue, but if you want to make sure you don't have a sea lice issue, the lump suckers will eat the, the uh, sea lice off of the fish. No, so sea lice are, are a problem that affects salmon farms, and they're essentially a, a parasite that uh, gets onto a salmon. Um, and can ruin the, the uh, salmon fish. And uh, if they, if you know, if you had an escape, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want the sea lice there because they can also get out into the wild. So eliminating sea lice is a big job at at salmon farms. Another way the company reduces the risk of chemical exposure to the environment is by using untreated nets. Pilot explains that while chemicals can help prohibit the growth of algae on fishing nets. They can also leak into the surrounding water, making the fish and ocean unhealthy. So the nets, um, you can either clean them by hand, or they have uh, automatic cleaners now too. But it's a lot of work. You have to pull the nets off. You have to clean the algae uh, piece by piece, rather than if you use a treated net or a copper treated net, uh, you get much less algae. It's just much worse for the environment in the ocean. We do not instead, we, we clean by hand or we'll use a, a machine that gets onto the nets and picks up piece by piece and cleans it, uh, but our nets are never treated. When it comes to wild fish, Blue Circle Foods takes just as much care to ensure it harvests seafood as sustainably as possible. One way it does this is by only buying seafood from trusted fishers and from regions like the Maldives, which have strict fishing guidelines. It also sources fair trade certified fish to ensure workers are paid a living wage. 
Well, the first thing we want to do is meet with our fishermen and our producers. So we always make sure that we, we're of one mind, that the producers and the fishermen like Blue Circle want to forge ahead with sustainability and want to do the right thing. Uh, and then after that, again, with this wild fish, we look towards MSC and sustainability that way. Um, on the wild angle, we actually have one of just, there's only a handful of them in the world. We have a relationship with um, a Maldives tuna producer who produces uh, fair trade yellowfin tuna, which is delicious fish. Um, it's sustainable and it's fair trade. And that's, that's fairly impressive. There's very few fair trade fisheries out there. To ensure Blue Circle Foods actually meets these standards, the company relies on a strict 100% traceability standard. I think more and more uh, folks, well, first, more and more customers want traceability and understand what that is. And so more and more companies want to have uh, traceable seafood. Um, there's some folks really doing it right out there. And then um, there's people who just use, like you said, the marketing angle. And they may know where their fish comes from, um, but they may not be tracing it or inputting the data, uh, et cetera. So there's lots of gray areas with, uh, with importing seafood. And I'm sure you've seen many of the articles about it out there over the last few years. Uh, but if you want to, you can definitely make sure that, you know, the fish you're eating is what it says it is and came from the area you, you think it did. Uh, and that involves making sure that your fishmonger knows their fish and making sure that, like Blue Circle Foods, that you're using people who uh, have a relationship with their uh, producers and their fishermen. Again, to ensure that that traceability promise is more than just marketing speak, Blue Circle Foods uses a pelagic data systems, which is cutting-edge technology that uses eco-friendly equipment. Melissa Guerin, who's the Chief Scientific Officer at Pelagic Data Systems, explains what the technology is so unique and how it can elevate companies' traceability to a new level. Basically, what we some of the core technology we use is uh, quite simple, really. It's a solar-powered GPS essentially. Um, and so it's a, a tracking device that's fully solar powered, um, at least in most places. We do have the option to make it boat powered as well for, uh, for places where there are months without sunshine. Um, and I mean really, truly dark months, not, uh, not monsoon season. And it does well in the tropics for monsoon season or lots of clouds. But for really, truly dark upper latitude sorts of places, um, there's auxiliary boat power as an option. But the beauty of being fully solar powered is that it can go on any kind of vessel. So everything from a one-person dugout canoe on up to, you know, on boats that are 30 gross tons or so um, and, and pretty, um, have, you know, pretty state-of-the-art technology in, uh, across the board in all arenas. And so a, a huge diversity of, of boats can take this technology on board. And basically, the crux of what it's doing is collecting location data in really high resolution. So that means, you know, it's taking a location every few seconds as the boat is moving around. And this is different from most satellite-based tracking technologies, um, like DMS um, vessel monitoring systems that are transmitting across satellite, because it, uh, it becomes too expensive 
to send that much data. And so the industry standard is typically one location per hour on satellite based tracking, really high resolution. Um, you know, VMS data would be maybe six locations per hour. And we're getting 600 locations per hour. So the data is still coming from satellites. It's using satellites. But it's storing all that information on board the device. And it waits until it gets back into cellular networks, where it's much less expensive to transmit data. And we do some, some pretty smart compression to make it basically a really tiny text message to transmit this really high-resolution location data. And so you get 600 locations per hour of where these boats are moving. And that, um, that gives you really great insight into what's actually happening on the water. When you have that kind of resolution data, you can go from not knowing just where people are, but you can actually start to understand behavior at sea and understand what people are doing. So different types of movements of the boat need these really unique fingerprints in, um, in the tracks and in the data. So if you're fishing with you know, a hairline, that's going to leave a unique fingerprint and signature in that high-res data compared with you know, setting traps versus trawling or using other gear types, those sorts of things. And it becomes um, relatively easy to distinguish automatically where people are fishing and whether or not they're respecting the rules and regulations that are set up by the given fishery that they're working in. So are they fishing you know, in legal open waters? Um, are they using the gear type that is permitted? those sorts of things. And it becomes a really um, inexpensive and passive way for all of the good guys to demonstrate that they're playing by the rules. So we can get this um, you know, high res and, and really, um, uh, really strong data set that shows they're, they're doing what they say they're doing. Um, and they don't have to do anything to get it. Right? So the system is completely automatic. There are basically four screws that you, screw holes that you use to initially install the device on the boat, and then you just forget about it. And it takes care of everything, um, doing all the uploads automatically, and all that information is there. And we can, it's all encrypted when it's uploaded and, and secured by um, password and, and lots of, you know, lots of different security measures in place, because obviously that's very sensitive data. Nobody wants their favorite phishing spots advertised. Um, so we protect that with everything that is available technologically. And the fishermen um, the, that we're working with get to control who has access to that data and in what resolution. Right? And so um, when they would like to demonstrate to a buyer you know, that they're following all the rules, we can um, help them aggregate that data and, and put that data into a format where they're then comfortable sharing it with their buyers, um, consumer in some cases, whatever, wherever they feel that data uh, will serve them best. Well, all these extra steps and extra technology may sound expensive and definitely add some cost. Pilot said that it's worth it and that they give Blue Circle Foods a competitive edge. Plus, echoing Cargill's findings, Pilot says consumers are willing to offset the added expense by paying a premium price. Uh, consumers definitely care about price, uh, but they also care about sustainability and traceability. So anytime you can scale a model and make sure that, that you're uh, moving enough fish, 
and that customers want that fish, you can you can essentially make it so that the fish may cost slightly more than a conventional, but you're also then able to tell why it costs more. You know, if you can say that you're fully traceable and that you're sustainable via Monterey Bay Aquarium and the fish is um, Marine Stewardship Council certified, etc., that goes a long distance towards a, a few cents more per pound. Also, just like Cargill and the National Restaurant Association, Pilot believes that sustainable practices are the key to convincing consumers to eat more seafood. But he notes that more can and should be done. I think there's a lot of opportunities out there in value-added and in taking the sustainable fish and making it easier to cook for our customers, uh, making it easier to, uh, to taste for their children. And, and getting exciting products out there using sustainable uh, seafood that's you know ready to cook, maybe even ready to eat, just making it easier on the consumer. And on that line, I do I, I have to throw a, a quick plug in. We've got some wonderful smoked salmon using our uh, salmon farms when uh, we sell that around the country. And smoked salmon is a terrific, easy way to start getting into fish because it's it's rich. It's flavorful, it tastes good, but it's not overpowering. So we have a cold smoked, we have a baked and smoked salmon, and they're both ready to eat. Um, and those have really taken off over the last few years. He also noted that Blue Circle Foods, like many other companies, promote easy-to-follow delicious recipes online as a way to help ease consumers' fear of cooking seafood and inspire them to give it a shot. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.